Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Inside information on your teams, honest opinion, and the biggest names in sports. It's time, Las Vegas, for the Playmakers. Welcome back to our number two of the Playmakers. Hello. Boom, 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 boom. I can speak robot too, Lindsay. Yeah, boom, boom, pow over there to you too, Adrian. Uh, We are the Playmakers. We have a whole hour left of our show. Thank the Lord, Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm sure he's deep in preparation uh, for his home game in Los Angeles this weekend, right? Yeah, basically, I mean, uh, apparently. Not if the L.A. Rams' wives can help it, though. Yeah, the they're, wags, they're trying, I say. but you the San Francisco 49er fans ready to get active That's in right. these L.A. streets. But let's not get too deep into the 40s of footballs because we are going to get there in just a couple of minutes. And actually, we have another guest today joining us on our super special, brand newly sponsored hotline by driveway.com insert calls are brought to you by driveway.com car buying delivered on your terms and on your turf is going to bring us one mr mike michael mckenna oh my god i can't even say his name right now michael mckenna that's your best friend. i know he's I know. like my twin he is so he would probably say the same we have very very many shared interests and uh overlaps but he's Still gonna nervous. talk to us about goalie things and other hockey stuff Probably not as Golden Knights heavy as they were uh, losers last night in overtime, 4-3 to three, to the Carolina Hurricanes. A little bit of a fight comeback victory, but ultimately it was for naught because that damn Sebastian Ajo, I told them to cover him, and guess what? They forgot to do it twice. Yeah, they, they call him a That's hurricane for a reason. They come in just, That's right. just out of nowhere. Uh, can we, let's talk about Mike for a second. Like, how is he a goofball? Do you think he's hockey, a goofball? Okay, because, you know, you guys. He's a goalie. You hockey people are very intimidating. Well, there's hockey people very, and there's goalie people. Those are two different types oh, of people. Oh, because goalies are not so all hot. Not all, go- not all so hockey players are goalies, but all goalies are hockey players. And soccer players? Technically. Wow. The more you know. All right, as long as he's a goofball, because, you know, you know me and my questions. Um, since I give them all to you and I have to come up off the wall. Yeah, so, you, you gave me all the good ones. Honestly. Seriously. Power though. plays, the puck. Yep, that uh, that puck, though. The way it goes between them lines. Exactly. The way sports that is played between the lines. That five hole is expanding as ever. Do you find it ridiculous when like people talk about playing on Lambeau Field and it's cold and you're like, I play on ice, my guy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm like, I've I've had frostbite. 
from playing. Do you wear 100%. gloves underneath the actual like, uh, like actual, if we get like, to that gloves? if we get to that point, I just won't wear hockey gloves. I'll just wear choppers. Like the hockey style for pond. Wait, what is, are choppers? Choppers are like the yellow mittens where you don't have any fingers. It's just like the like Michigan if if it were gloves. Like a bear claw, so yeah, you could just exactly. smack somebody exactly. with Exactly. Like the you gotta do what you gotta do to stay out on the ice and stay warm. So sometimes that means you don't have all of your official equipment ready to go. Wouldn't that be like a super inconvenience not to feel your fingers or does yes, it help? But we're not out there to dangle snipe and sully. We're just out there to have a good time, get our lungs burning and uh carve some stuff into the ice. That's basically what I did in Alaska when I skated for thirty minutes and it was like two below. Oh it was outside? Yeah. Oh, that yeah. doesn't sound oh, like Oh dude. Yeah, you can it's sound. it's almost a it's almost a necessity though, because like when it's that cold it's a guarantee my body's going to remember my most recent experience skating because it, it, it literally seeps into you because it's so painful. Hockey's great. It is. The cold, like, the cold is so confrontational, Adrian. It you know really what's is. sad? Playing football growing up in Ohio, we never played in the snow like an official, like an actual Just because game. of the timing that matched yeah. up because it was always fall football. You guys are probably done by what? <sighs> Thanksgiving? I mean, if not know, earlier, one season we played. I mean, in high school seasons. First day of hockey tryouts was the Monday after Halloween, and so that was kind of like your staggered start. But I'm sad for you. You should have played in the snow. I feel well, like that's played, like a, that's part of your the the necessity. The mystique, yeah, right? right. You have to like do that to be like an official football player. Yeah. So now I'm not an official football player. No, I think it's fake. Fake look, news. Look who turned out to be a phony. Jeez. As you're wearing a San Francisco Giants hat, Paul Very would bold. literally throw you out. Oh, of we, we we are the home of the Dodgers. I know it's hilarious, but I stand for Barry Bonds. We're not going to get I into that. I feel you. No, we did that yesterday. He should be in the Hall of Fame. We don't care. So, is it time? Is it? I think so. I think it's time to click. I think it's time. Three, two, one. Oh, the funniest of footballs. I didn't have a good time, except this is just the consequences of my actions because aren't I the one creating the environment in which it's bothering me? Urban Meyer <sighs> was just on the show? Yeah, apparently. Hold on. Let me talk about leadership real quick. I'm I'm the beacon of the example. We're in this class. Yep. At Ohio State. Wasn't me. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. I wasn't aware. I was just at my restaurant. I promise you, if I would have known, I would have reported. Mm-hmm. Urban. Oh, let's let's get to Urban because he'll he'll be the quickest tidbit. Uh, he's finally spoken since being fired. Excuse me, leaving or fired or whatever, escaping hey, Jacksonville, now. a week thirteen or fourteen. Uh, he appeared on Dan Dockich's, uh podcast. Thank God he's not on the radio anymore. Um, so some of the quotes from Urban Meyer: It was the worst experience I've had in my professional lifetime. Wow. We lost five in a row at one point, and I remember. I really couldn't function. He's never had a lose. I mean, that is true. No matter where he's been from Bowling Green to Utah to Florida to Ohio State. all of the other reasons why he was the wrong guy to hire, maybe you get someone who's familiar with failure and knows how to grow through it and keep everybody on board. Or realistic expectations of, like, you're joining the Jaguars. That's what I mean, though. That's exactly what I'm saying because you don't bring in a guy who's never lost into an organization that has done nothing but – What's a little bit confusing about this is before Jacksonville, like while he was at Fox and like the year that he didn't do anything. His leadership seminar class year, yes, Oh, correct. excuse me. Yeah, he was a professor. Sorry. That's right. Um, was that like Texas, the University of Texas offered him an incredible amount of money and he turned it down. And it seems like if you're going to dip your toes and like these are your expectations and you think that everything is so immediate, like why didn't you just go to Texas where it, it's – 
not as it's because he knows he can't coach at the college level anymore. And so he went up to the pros and he found out he can't coach at that level. And he's like, oh, damn it. What am I going to do? Ultimately, our day comes and goes. And he doesn't if, he, if we're telling Joe Burrow that he throws like a girl. First of all, let's try to be a little more politically correct. And as I said in the last hour, you haven't seen me throw urban. I have an excellent spiral. Uh, that says one thing about what you're saying to them, and it says one thing about your judgment. Because last time I checked, Joe Burrow's the the coolest thing since uh, Patty Mahomes came into the league. And so I, I just, with that at your forefront, of course he didn't go to Texas. Because, you know, if he goes to Texas and he gets run out of there, his legacy is completely tarnished. But we could have just done that by going to Jacksonville. He expedited the process. You know what really got to him? He didn't want to ruin his relationship with Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> He wanted those uh, those Buick discounts, though. I wish I had a Matthew McConaughey impression. All I right, don't. All right, all right. Let me do one more quote from him. What really got me, I almost don't want to say people accepted it. I mean, you lose a game and you just keep. I would seriously have self-talk. I went through that whole depression thing, too, where I'd stare at the ceilings <laughs> oh and think, are we doing everything possible? This man, the worst thing that's <laughs> happened in his life is that he had to go on a four-game losing streak with the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> like, this is literally... Is this not the most, like, <laughs> because this is right out of the Aaron Rodgers playbook, the victimization card right here, man. Like, I've uh, had to suffer at the hands of your mediocrity for far too long. It's real life Kenny Powers when he My had to go God. play in Mexico. How does he go on? <laughs> What's the reason for getting out of the bed in the morning, Urban? Because I really believed we had a roster that was good enough to <laughs> win games. I just don't think we did a great job. At least I don't trust your judgment. How are you allowed to make decisions when you're saying, like, uh, I don't know if the rain comes from the clouds? He said, I think we. He did say, I think we did a great job. So at least he acknowledged that, like, it's all of us and not throwing his coaches under the bus. Oh, it's true. Oh, Urban. Will we see you ever again? We don't know. I'll be too soon. Uh, Someone we might not see. Hang under a rock with Patrick Starr. Get back to us. <laughs> Someone we might see in a Ravens jersey next year, maybe, possibly. Antonio Brown, we told you yesterday, was appearing on HBO Real Sports with Brian Gumble regarding the separation of him and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, that Conscious episode. Conscious coupling. Let's be politically correct. Just like Gwyneth Paltrow wants us to be. Yes. So, so that happened. Now, the interview hasn't come out fully, but we do have tidbits. And let's play you one right now. Prior to the game on January 2nd, the game against the New York Jets at the Meadowlands, um, were you given shots of Tordal? Absolutely. Right before the game, I uh, was given Tordal. We actually have Bryant in the medical records that we've reviewed, evidence that the team regularly injected Antonio with Tordal, so he couldn't feel the damage that he was doing to his ankle until it got to that threshold point where he told his coach, Coach, I can't play because of my ankle. And the coach's response to that was get the F off the field. Okay, so so the Bucks shot you with Toradol in the week before, before the Carolina game, correct? Absolutely. They shot you again before the Jets game, correct? Absolutely. And you played the first half and had three catches for 26 yards, correct? Yes. And Arians claims that at halftime then... You were upset about not getting more balls thrown your way. True or false? Is he lying? False. It's not worrying about the ball. Tom Brady is my guy. He's the reason I'm on Tampa Bay, so I know I'm going to get the ball. That other voice you heard, and thank you for the audio, courtesy of HBO Sports, uh, that was his lawyer, Sean Burstyn, uh, who was right next to him. 
Now, Antonio didn't agree with the assessment. He's later on in the interview, he did say he didn't agree with the assessment of coaches and teammates and fans that he needed medic- mental assistance and claimed that the Buccaneers offered him $200,000 to seek mental health treatment and kind of put him on a list and to put keep him away for the end of the season. And to cover up what apparently Antonio Brown is claiming that I was shot up with Toradol. That's where that outburst came from. Don't try to paint me into a corner with mental health because, first of all, it's a disservice to people with mental health problems, and also that's not what's going on. But it's Antonio Brown, and the truth is somewhere in between the middle here. But we know that just a couple weeks later that Bruce Arians was fined $50,000 for hitting one of his players in the head. So, I mean, I, I, I and Bruce Arians isn't the only nice guy, not-so-nice coach guy that – it's just you have to believe people when they say they have negative experiences, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers also right. just treating players exactly. In, in let's 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 remind everyone where exactly the power lies. We're not ever going to advocate for the for the side of any shield or any team or anything else because that's a business, not a person. And I'm not a huge fan of making a habit of defending Antonio Brown either. But ultimately, Antonio Brown, just like uh, Roger Clemens, deserves a, a, every extension of uh of the law and of consideration with this because to to overlook it I think would not only be foolish it would be unhealthy and I think that there's more to this story and I'm sure we'll get more sound bites uh, as the interviews actually released fully uh my last point on this is Sean Bernstein Antonio Brown's lawyer said that they will pursue money uh not only for Brown's ankle surgery but just feel money that they feel that they're owed uh with the NFL's collective bargaining agreement so we'll see what happens, and we'll keep you updated. But with that being said, here on the footiest of footballs, it's the Playmakers, Adrian Hernandez alongside Lindsey Brown. It's Championship Wednesday, Lindsey. Almost. Right on it. We're three, four days away from the Royal Rumble. We're five days away from the AFC and NFC Conference title games. So let's talk about these matchups real quick and kind of like what these teams need to do to win. Uh, let's start off. With the Bengals and the Chiefs, my first thing and and the question for, for these Bengals is, can you protect Joe Burrow? Seems seems very important after giving up the most sacks. Uh, also, a quick tidbit on Joe Burrow. He's the only quarterback this year outside of the pocket that's thrown for 1,000 yards. That may be the key to victory for them. Mm. See, I think they're not going to have a great time protecting Joe Burrow. I think that's a pretty much a given. I think where the biggest leverage point, at least for the Bengals, is can you turn over the ball with Patrick Mahomes? Mm-hmm. Can you step up into those plays without potentially blowing up the entire coverage? Because you have to be able to know when it when it's time to go and when it's time to slow down. But sometimes that's that means taking a big gamble or a big risk. But ultimately, can you have the patience, too, to not just get after the quarterback, but get around him, force him to stay in the pocket, force him to be conventional and play in a complete passes, but complete them in the most in the least damaging way possible. That's what that's really what I want to see if the Bengals defense is capable of, because just it's easier to rally around effort on that side of the ball, too, for the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, uh, for me, this is an opportunity. A lot of people viewed him as as the king at the head of the table, especially with this Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady future of are they even both going to be in the league Mm -hmm. coming next year? Is He has this Josh Allen coming at him. Now he has Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Herbert's in the background. 
Like, this is his opportunity to be like, no, 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 no. Y'all thought I was done earlier this season? Mm -hmm. Nope, we're still here. I'm still here. And this is my league unquestionably now. Um, So for me, that's Patrick Mahomes and him just staking his claim as the king. Yeah, I think they would be best served by a fast start and by putting away the Bengals earlier, at least getting a a lead. And so you want to establish the run game early and you want to make sure that you have that that multidimensionalism and not put everything on Patrick Mahomes and potentially, you know, Travis Kelsey basically calling the game as it flies uh, down that final drive. But there's so many different ways in which their success can be found with the Chiefs. It's just making sure that you don't get let the moment get too big. And if the Bengals do come out and punch you, punch you in the mouth, not to get too worked up about it because ultimately you are the more talented team at home, and we know that you don't need that much time to catch up. So, yeah. Let's move to the NFC uh, quickly with the Rams. Uh, you can't get punked out. 6-0, and Shanahan and McVay. The fans, week 18, they came into your building and made it their building. You were up 17 points. You ended up losing. It's it's To me, it's that. Like, are you all this to win this Super Bowl and all the changes and all the players, the dream team that you got on your roster – but you're going to get smacked in the mouth by the 49ers with all their fans in the building. Mm. I think Von Miller is going to have a monster game. Von Miller or Aaron uh, Aaron Donald will. And we know that everybody's been discounting Jimmy Garoppolo, the Lord, all playoff long. And I still think that they're going to be able – they have a chance to get it done. But if they're all up in his face and they're really not allowing Jimmy to at least get some completions or at least get moving downhill with their running game, I mean – if things are getting blown up in the backfield constantly, it's just not going to be a fun time. But there's, a, as you mentioned, a whole mental edge here for the Rams to overcome just to even consider that type of game plan. you got to be playing aggressive, and that means you got to be playing with a lead most likely. One thing for the 49ers uh, going into this game that they should have in their mind is respect. And more specifically, Jimmy G. Uh, from 2017, he has the fifth best winning percentage in the league behind Lamar Jackson, Drew Brees, Mahomes, and Brady. The Lord's bounty is everlasting. That's nuts. If he wins this game, for the record, let it be stated, Jimmy G would have led a team to a Super Bowl more times than Aaron Rodgers and Dan Marino. And they want to trade one and worship the other. Jimmy G's hurt. Obviously, it was an ideal situation with the weather, his thumb, his shoulder. I'm nervous every time he throws the ball, especially when he holds it for more than three seconds. Because an interception feels like it's always a second away. Jimmy G, get your starting job and make them feel foolish for drafting Trey Lance. Imagine if they would have drafted Jamar Chase right now with you leading the team and having that weapon on them. Get your starting job back or have a hell of a resume for a team that needs a quarterback next year. Defensive line for the 49ers. If you can get after Matthew Stafford and get him doing his best AWOL Nation uh, impression going sale. Because he has a tendency to let balls fly just a little bit too high uh, in his follow through, and really, he has one playoff victory. He's still Matt Stafford. This is a team with a lot of pressure on winning now and winning on this roster. And so, you can absolutely corral him into the yips, into rush decisions, and hopefully overthrown balls. And if it's not an incompletion, an interception, well, it's even better. I really like the 49ers. Obviously, tomorrow and Friday, we're going to go deeper into these games, but. Yeah. Those, to me, are the bigger questions. No, we got to save our depth for one Mr. Mike McKenna, who is anxiously awaiting our phone call, ready to talk some hockey things with us on the other side of the break here. So let's get to that. Mike McKenna, the bet 11. How powerful is Cox Internet? 
Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast you found the playmakers only on 1140 the bet las vegas what a minute, what a moment, what a time to be alive. Lindsey Brown, Adrian Hernandez on the Playmakers. And it is a special day indeed because we have a, a very special guest on the line. Insider calls are brought to you by driveway.com. Car buying delivered on your terms and on your turf. Making his triumphant return to the new Playmakers. One Mr. Michael McKenna. Michael, how are you? And what's the most sore part of your body today? <laughs> Hi, Lindsay. You know what's sore right now? It's my, it's my soul, and you can't even quantify that. Oh. I made this recipe out of Bon Appetit magazine, and I thought this is going to be delicious. It was a Senegalese. Sen- uh, I was a rice dish from Senegal, and it's horrendous. And I feel like a whole failure, man, because usually when I make stuff, like I don't screw up. I don't think I screwed this up. I think the recipe was just bad. So. So if you had to make a, a, a comparison of what save you just messed up, like what's what's the equivalent? Like if you messed up, you expect to succeed. This failure, what's uh, what's the comparison in, in your goaltending mind? I mean, I think I just made a pass up the middle. It got picked off and put in my net. Oh no, oh, Michael! We my. know better than this. My. Oh man! Do you have a magazine subscription? 
I'm so mad about it, man. I already left a bad review online and everything. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Hell, yeah, you did. You aren't here to mess around, Mike, and we, we're very pleased to have you back on the Playmakers. We have so much to discuss because <laughs> hockey is just uh, a, a, a chaos per usual. And let's start with probably the hottest topic in the league right now, Aaron Dell getting suspended for three games last night for taking out Drake Batherson, uh, taking away his first opportunity at the All-Star game. Give me your thoughts because I know we share them. Oh, it's just, it's a dumb play. Like, I don't have any other way to say this, and it's frustrating because now you got somebody hurt. And, you know, Dell steps into Batherson. Batherson is cutting around the net. He's just chasing down a D. He doesn't have the puck. He's not within five feet of the puck. And Dell explains it afterwards as saying, I was just trying to buy my defenseman some time. Well, you can do that by standing there like an orange cone, like a pylon. But the problem is that Dell moves into Batherson. He initiates contact, and he knocks him far enough off balance that Batherson goes into the boards, ruins his ankle. Now he's going to miss the All-Star game in Vegas next weekend, which, by the way, I'm so excited to come out to Vegas. And <gasps> oh, but, like, it's just like, why, man? Like, Dell's frustrated for sure. His team's down 3 nothing. It's been a bad year. It's just a terrible look. And, and for somebody to get hurt, it's no good. Yeah. And I know people all the time are saying, like, oh, goalies should be fear games. They come out of the net and just hit them. No, man. Like, you start blasting goalies out of the side of the crease, like, it's going to start happening in the crease. And oh. GMs are going to go, oh, I just lost my goaltender. So it's oddly written, Lindsay, in the book, like, you can actually hit as a goaltender. You can body check as a goaltender, but you can't mm-hmm. receive one. Right, but so, it's kind of those unwritten rules that you just you, just because you can doesn't mean you should because then it starts this exact firestorm debate where all of a sudden, well, if a yeah. goalie's outside of the blue paint, well, I'm looking for him and I'm going to try to clip him and we don't want to have the replays of the collision between Milan Lucic and Ryan Miller back in the day uh, in Buffalo. Like, that's not what yeah. you want. And Aaron Dell has always been on that edge of a goaltender of, of doing things that may or may not be kosher to everyone else and that's where the line always has to be kind of drawn with Jordan Bennington as well, just to make a segue into another big time story uh, in the NHL, because he utilizes the, a, a similar type of mindset where it's kind of me against the world. I'm going to be a pest. I'm going to be uh, in people's faces, but sometimes that can take away from your actual ability to play the game and stop the puck. And all of a sudden we have a goalie controversy in St. Louis. And uh, I, I know that Craig Berube is going to go with the hottest hand and that's how goalie cannon is written, but it can't just be them. It can't just be Bennington. What's going on in front of them? Like when they got blown out in Calgary, the other night oh you man that oh, game was, was game. ugly I've never seen more players standing around staring at the puck than I did the St. Louis Blues especially the last half of that game it's like they completely quit like at one point at six to one Bennington makes a save on a breakaway mm-hmm. and he goes to play the puck out and Tory Krug nearly puts it in his own net that's how that night was going for the St. Louis Blues 7-1 after the second period, and Billy Husso has to come off the bench after playing very well the night before on the road. Uh, you know, St. Louis, the thing about St. Louis is that really was just a blip on the radar. They've been really good this year. They've been able to score. Their power play is lethal. But Billy Husso has been lights out. Now, it's been, a, it's been less work than Bennington. Bennington has faced the hardest workload in the NHL, according to ClearSight Analytics, which takes into account the difficulty of shots, Absolutely. where they're from, all those things. Huso's seventh on that list. But Huso's numbers, he's at like a 940-something. Bennington's just above a 9 on his save percentage. And the team's just playing better in front of Huso. 
and Husso's backing it up. And what you said is exactly right. Craig Berube, the head coach of the St. Louis Blues, is going to play whoever he thinks, whoever he thinks gives him the best opportunity to win a game. Husso played three straight. I think this is going to be a battle to the end, realistically. I think Bennington's going to get it going again. I think the team And will he'll be better, better for it, him. Mike, too. I mean, yeah. this is kind of, I think, what he needs because he went through a lull last year, especially after signing that contract or that, that extension. I mean, this is a team that was vibing before the, uh, the COVID break around the holidays and has just completely came out, uh, out of the gate as a, as a different team in general. It's almost like they want to bottle that up and send it over to Philadelphia. Oh, well, there's a team that really needs some help in Philadelphia. That's, uh, oof, they're struggling there. Imagine, could you honestly, Lindsay, you ever, you ever lost 13 straight games? No, certainly career? not. I would have been pulled by then. But how, how do you, they give the vote of confidence to Chuck Fletcher, which we all know basically gives him two weeks for the kiss of death. But he says that he's will, willing to move Claude Giroux if he wants to move. Do you anticipate uh, that request being made by Giroux, who has been a captain of that team, has only played for the Philadelphia Flyers? And are they as malleable as Chuck says they are? Because I don't think they're in a good situation unlike what he said. Yeah, it's not great. You know, like they, I, I admire what Chuck Fletcher did over the last two years, bringing in Hayes, making a big trade for Ristolainen and trying to pick, and, and then picking up Ryan Ellis, Ristolainen and Ellis, two defensemen who were both coveted, you know, Ristolainen coming out of Buffalo and then Ellis coming out of Nashville. Well, I always look at deals for players on bad teams with a side eye because you look at Ristolainen. Never won anything in Buffalo. That team's been terrible. And he comes into Philly, and it just has not been good. They have not had any puck movement from the back end whatsoever in Philly. Provorov is leading them in scoring from the defensive core. He's nowhere near where he's been previously. And it drops off precipitously from there. Nobody can score on that team because of it. Carter Hart's actually been pretty good this year. They're going to have major work to do. They have some players in Lehigh Valley that are okay prospects. Some of their prospects, I think, have stagnated at the NHL level. Everything's on the table, according to their general manager, Chuck Fletcher, including moving Claude Giroux. And when any, whenever you hear a GM say anything's on the table, they mean it because that means they're open for business. I think probably the only person there they wouldn't move would be Carter Hart at this point. Um, but, man, everything else will be there. They've, they're going to have to speed up their blue line. And they just straight up need to get some people that can score that are young and hungry, and they need a new coaching staff badly. They've had a three-headed monster of head coaches for too long. Now it's down to Mike Yo. they got to figure out who's going to lead that team. Mike, how's it going? I'm a new co-host here. My name's Adrian Hernandez, and, and as we move here in the future and, and getting to introduce myself, I'm going to be honest with you, I really don't want to be the third wheel here, and I want us to be, like, taking an adventure oh. and – Pardon the cliche because we are talking hockey. Uh, I want to break the ice with you and see if we can connect on things that outside of the puck and outside of the ice. So you're from St. Louis, correct? Born and raised? I am. Yeah, you can, yeah I like where this is going. Yeah. How impactful in your life was Nelly to you growing <laughs> up? <laughs> a, cl- a close second to the gateway arch. <laughs> <laughs> Even those Air Force ones, Mike, right up your alley. I'll be honest with you. You know, I Nelly is. Uh, I'm not going to act like we're buddies or anything, man. But it's funny how did you always ask that? You're from St. Louis. Did you, you listen? Love Nelly. I'm like, I don't know, man. It's not really my type of music anyway. But he is a huge representative of our city. But I can tell you this: I never wore eye black under one eye. I never did that. But at a homecoming, was it ringing off with the with the class? <laughs> At the prom? Oh. 
We were playing, oh, country grammar. You'd be pulling up the stoplights in high school and just be bumping country grammar. You know, when people used to run subs in the back of the car, we'd hear that all the time, man. For the jerseys <laughs> that you owned, what size were they? <laughs> what jerseys? Yeah, yeah, because you know the oversized jerseys with the St. Lunatics. He just wore his goalie like jerseys. What do you mean? It true, comes with the true, business. True. Now, let's get down to serious business yeah. and let's talk about the yeah. NHL. Uh, my other question so you're coming here um, for the All Star game, and me and Lindsay talked about this earlier this week. So, the, the fan experience that they're doing um, for the fans before the All Star game to meet some of the players and, you know, all the cool things that they're going to do, um, they're calling it the NHL fanfare. This seems like something simple that we can fix. Why are we calling it the fanfare? Does that not sound a little lame? Can we do fest, experience, something else? Yeah, man, fan fest, fan festival, the fan experience, fanfare. That sounds like we should be getting, like, fried Oreos and riding spinning barfs at the, you know, like. That's what I'm saying. Not the worst Saturday night I've had, Mike. I'm not going to lie. Those fried Oreos, they go far. Not in Vegas, though. (laughs) Come on. Come on. Adrian, that's some deep dive hockey questions. We appreciate you. But let's let's get back to our NHL stuff here. Mike's searching through his dictionary brain like mine. I'm like, fest, festival? I don't know. We've all been in those same hockey tournaments since we've been 10. And uh, Elias Pedersen is one of those baby-faced individuals who looks like he was just playing in some youth tournament last weekend. But his reemergence has been a little bit more delayed than the Canucks uh, itself under Bruce Boudreaux has taken over for Travis Green. What's your concern level about Pedersen, and what's your diagnose, diagnosis to uh, really jumpstart him? And is it an internal solution or an external one? Boy, it's hard to say. You know, like when when, when Boudreaux first came in, there'd been a little bit of upward movement for Elias Pedersen. And, you know, you, you kind of look to the power play, and you're thinking maybe that's where he can just get his mojo back, and that's going to be it. Well, it hasn't really been there. Uh, he had a, actually a really good game last night against Edmonton. I really liked his game. Scored down the wing, shoots it right through Cody Cece's feet, beats Miko Koskin in far side high. But it just hasn't had the consistency. And when I was looking at where his goals have come from this season, it's a lot of it's been more outside. And everybody thinks of Pedersen as being a guy with a huge shot, with a one-timer, mm-hmm. ripping it down the wing. And you know what? He actually scores a lot of his goals right in front of the net. Quick hands in tight, picking up rebounds, plays around the net, and that hasn't happened as much this year. And, I mean, I think everybody across the league was expecting Pedersen to be in the race for her trophies at some point. It's like he's getting bullied more than he was a couple years ago when everybody was complaining about the rules being changed for him. It it hasn't seemed like he's adjusted to the new NHL cross-checking and stuff because I I think that's exactly what they were trying to foster, an environment so he can better succeed or players like him. Yeah, well, and he's going to have to fight to get to the front of the net. Yeah. And I don't mean go there and tip pucks and play hard. Hard to do that when you're not confident. That's right. Like, he needs a puck on his stick. And And now Vancouver has had... They've had COVID problems. They have players in and out of the lineup. But, man, that's everybody in the mm-hmm. league. I don't like that excuse. I just think that if I'm Bruce Boudreau, I, even if other teams are going to sit on it nonstop, I'm funneling the puck to Pedersen on the one-timer on the power play and just letting him hammer away. And if he gets that shot blocked every single time, he can just keep pounding it through defensemen until it finally goes through because at least they'll start sitting on it. And maybe it opens up lanes for yeah. Passer and for Horvat. And maybe Besser's a better finisher anyways, Mike. Yeah. Maybe he gets some confidence by just filtering passes and putting up points. Because right now, man, that dude's got 22 points in 42 games. 
that's a lot different than 66 and 71. And when I was teammates with him for two games, I saw him put up a hat trick and two goals in two games. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Quite an impression was, you left and he left on you. <laughs> definitely. Well, you know, I mean, Jacob Markstrom and I are still besties from that. We, we talk Naturally. all the time. Yeah. Two games I backed him up and we just, we got so tight, you know, so we've, we've managed to stay in touch. It's, it's a beautiful relationship. Yeah, it's it's an interesting uh, case study, the Vancouver Canucks. I don't think they're out of it because the, the Pacific Division has descended into chaos. But I, I think the Central will actually take up both of the wild card spots. So how do you think that scarcity complex will affect the dynamic for teams like the Kings, the Ducks, the Flames, as we're just talking? Because a lot of them are in the market for similar pieces, like specific defensemen. Uh, how many... Or what do you think happens down the stretch here, now knowing that there's a lot more top heaviness in the central versus the the gong show that is the Pacific? <laughs> I'm just the, the Pacific's gonna be wild, man. Yeah, like like legitimately, I don't know who's gonna make playoffs out of it. L.A., San Jose, Anaheim, even like are they in? Tr- like they've been okay. You're for second a while. place They're right like, now. It's insane. Right back in second. That's what I mean. Like this is tight. Like and and. I know everybody thinks that Vegas is an absolute shoe in And when you look at the lineup, you look at how they play. I think they are. They should be. But they're only four points ahead of Anaheim. You know? like we're only, And we're halfway through the year here. They're yeah, there's much athletic hard. support in that sports take than uh, Crocs being used for warm-ups. Like that, there's as much support in that. Because you're right. Even the Knights don't feel like a, a sure thing. I mean, they, I, they're as close as they are. Because who else yeah. is going to knock them off that? But like the Kraken, you know, obviously. Calgary is there. Edmonton, is Edmonton get in? Like, I don't believe in San Jose. I don't think they're going to end up there. No, but they're a couple years Edmonton, away. But Edmonton's better. I mean, L.A. I thought was going to be a bubble team for the playoffs this year, and, and they're kind of right there. So I, I think the, the Pacific will play out in a really crazy way. And I think, the, I, but I do think the Central's pretty set. Like, you get yeah. that feeling too that I, I think Colorado, Nashville, St. Louis. Those are the three that should end up at the top. I mean, Minnesota might yep. work their way back in. Um, I, I love Nashville. Minnesota, like, I, I feel I, like, is the, mo- is the most consistent, though, out of all those teams. Right. I, I would yeah. have never picked Nashville as a team that I'd love, no. and I do this year. Like, they, Tanner Janot yes. and Michael yes. McCarron, they're third, fourth-line, grinded heavy dudes that have worked their way up the lineup. They've guilted the Ryan Johansons and Matthew Shanes into playing harder this year. I it's love awesome. It. I love it. I'm I'm 100% on the Jano for rookie of the year train, a thousand percent, and 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 he's just he's changed everything there. And if you can get Matthew yep. Shane and Ryan Johansson to buy into that, hey, you've figured out something that two other franchises couldn't. But there's so many other questions that I I, I want to ask you, Mike. But I know that your time is limited, and that you're going to be here for the All Star game in a couple of weeks. So you know that I will be calling dibs son pretty much your entire time. <laughs> That's fine. I can't wait, man. I'm, I'm so, so excited. To get out there. Well, in case people want to get a hold of you or find some of your great content ahead of that, where can they find that? That would be at Mike McKenna 56 on Twitter and Instagram. And then also at daily face off, which is where I find my new home. I do a ton of writing and podcasting for them and, uh, and a daily show, which I do usually Tuesdays and Thursdays at what would be 9 a.m. in Vegas time, 12 o'clock Eastern. Mm. Uh, but it's a live show. It's on the Twitters, and it's on the YouTube page, Daily Faceoff. Mike, that is awesome. And as you said earlier with some of your former players and the relationships that you fostered and great relationships that you have, I hope me and you can follow that same path, bud. 
We're going to end up tight. I can promise you. Stick taps for both of you. We're going to hang. Be careful, Lindsay. (laughs) Yeah, good times. You guys can fill up water balls together anytime you want. But thank you so much, Mike, for joining us again. Uh, Daily Faceoff NHL analyst, former NHL net miner, and the closest thing I have to a fraternal twin. Uh, On the other side of the break, uncomfortable compromises, how we are familiar and how we must continue to be. Open 40 to the bet. Swag at 100 climbing, baby. Yeah. Lights of a dawn, lights keep glowing. Coming in the club with that fresh on with something crazy on my own. Uh-uh-uh. Here's another hit, Barry Fong. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. I had to show my support some way, somehow, Lindsay. I was going to say, that's not in the pre-approved playlist. What song is that? It's Barry Bonds, Kanye West, Lil Wayne. Okay, got you. Wasn't familiar with said track, but I am familiar with William D., who is victorious as the winner of round two of the Giving Props Challenge here. Adrian, guess what? New live props going Tonight at midnight Eastern time, a.k.a. 9 p.m. our time, giving props back for round three of the NFL postseason. If you missed this free-to-play contest either the first two weeks, do not fret. It is a new week, which means new props and another $2,000 up for grabs. All you got to do is text PROPS to 20357 to sign up. Ten new props have been posted leading into Sunday's early say will be posted at 9 p.m. I have an exclusive like offering of the props. You just you can't see them on the line yet. This is the incentive to to invest in AM radios for breaking news such as this because Cooper Cup over under at 95 and a half. Do you have one that is looking real nice for you? Uh, Matthew Stafford over under 278 and a half passing yards. Well, as I was saying earlier, you could hope that he puts a little more air under those footballs. So I'm going to take the under, but regardless, whether you signed up before the playoffs or you're just signing up today, you're automatically entered into a random grand prize drawing for $10,000 in addition to the weekly contest where if you make the most correct pick, Picks, you win two grand. Text props to 20357 right now to make your picks before Sunday. That's props, P R O P S, to 20357. And you don't have to wait. They actually went live today. Yeah, at 9 p.m. Yes. No, no, no. They did yesterday at 9 p.m. No, it says they... it will go live tonight at midnight Eastern. Okay. I, I had sources behind in the uh, behind the scenes that told me Interesting. they went live. Um, Regardless. But... I get suppose. yourself some, regardless, get some money this glad weekend. That, glad that we got that taken care of because that was the most important tidbit of information when it comes to the giving props. Again, text props to 20357. Absolutely. Uncomfortable compromises is not just reserved for when you put a ring on it. I would hope not when no. you get married. No, you do have to uh, face the adversity, Urban Meyer, at some point. Uh, you were the one that wanted to kind of lead this part of the discussion. So where, where would you like to take us? I have a problem. Uh, I'm confused. As, as we've talked about in my short time here, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan, and in Ohio and within my friends, a large portion of Browns fans are rooting for the Cincinnati Bengals, and it has me a bit confused, so much so, I just wanted to touch base with some fans outside of the league or outside of the division. Uh, checked in with my guy, Ron, who's a Raiders fan. He said, hell no, I'm not rooting for the Broncos, Chargers, or Chiefs. Checked in with some Chiefs fans. They said, hell no. So you're so, saying any divisional opponent, you don't cheer for them regardless. No. I think there's a hierarchy. No, there definitely is. And with the weird thing with Cleveland is that we obviously, we do not like the Steelers. That should be known. 
We do not like the Ravens because they took our team. That's our team. Those are our Super Bowls and our players. The Bengals, we haven't had that much hatred because let's be honest, we've both been Basuda for a very long time. But these people don't like you just because you haven't won as long as they haven't won and actually longer. They do not like you. So you can cheer for them. And next season, they're going to make fun of you. Do you think they're not not like Ohio has like own regional differences within its own borders? Right. But even within the state, like I think in the division, like are you you're not rooting for Green Bay in any circumstance? I will swore under no circumstances will I ever root for Green Bay. How about Bay. the Lions since they're yeah, lovable oh, Lions, losers? Lions, I got no problems with winning. If they were if they were in the playoffs right now, I would absolutely root for the Lions. Bears, depends on who they're playing. But under no circumstances will I ever cheer for Green Bay or the New Orleans Saints. See, my If friend, it ever happens, put me somewhere where I don't have a mic anymore. You know, in, Cincinnati, in Columbus, actually, there used to be arguments, like fan letters to local CBS affiliates in Columbus because – the program directors didn't know which games to carry on Sundays, whether it be Bengals or Simple Browns. Simple answer. We're going to do Bengals game at Big Bar on High Street, and then we do Browns game at Little Bar on High Street. Yeah. Both are great establishments, I know from experience. Shout out to High Street. <laughs> I've danced on those tables. But, like, picture this. Joe Burrow, it, was he the number one pick or these number? Th- yeah, he was number one. He was number one. As was Baker, Baker Mayfield, yep. number one. You don't think Bengals fans are going to show up in your stadium? And God forbid it's the game that Baker gets subbed out because they've had enough. Like, the Browns better be 8-0. and Baker better be on fire. But, Adrian, Otherwise, here's the thing. At, at, at the end of the day, as you were saying, Baltimore stole your team, championships there. There's a bunch of different reasons. Uh, you guys are called the Browns and then wear orange helmets. Riddle me that, friend. Maybe this is vengeance for that. Whole thing. That oh, still stop. They make wear orange to helmets, too. Well, I know, but that actually fits them because they're the Bengals. You are literally the, the, the Cleveland Browns, and you wear orange helmets. Make it make sense. We wear brown jerseys. Make it make sense why I feel the need to defend Brittany Matthews, because that's what I'm here to do. Why? Because this this woman, let me tell you, she, she, her and Jackson Mahomes, because Brittany, uh, Brittany Matthews is Patrick Mahomes' fiance, soon-to-be wife, uh, mother of his child. And a very formidable soccer player in her own right and brand person, all that stuff. Uh, They tend to draw the attention to themselves. And when Britney had a celebratory champagne spray over the crowd uh, 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 to celebrate Patrick's game-winning touchdown or whatever. That was uh, nuts. People were not pleased. And I was just kind of like, really, people? Let's remain calm. Like, let's just be okay. Like, this is a celebratory thing. Like, let's – not all of us get to get to this point. But at the same time, like, Brittany, it's a fierce outfit. But if you're going to wear the banana suit, like, you got to be prepared for vengeance. Like, there's a little bit of of both sides. But I think Brittany Matthews is getting a lot of flack that maybe Patrick isn't getting. I mean, we all are familiar with the narrative of how we like to build people up young in their careers, especially if if they're a black athlete, and how we like to divert the vitriol into places that are not as obvious or are, are more insidious. And Brittany, who obviously has a very different experience than Patrick, being white, I just... 
it's a lot. We gotta chill out. We gotta we let gotta, people have a good time. We gotta let people celebrate and uh, let them wear whatever outfit they want. Who cares? It doesn't ruin my day. Uh, Patrick Mahomes' little brother, please stop dancing, though. Yeah, uh, Jackson, we could use a break from you. But not a break from us. We'll be back 3 to 5 p.m. tomorrow, as always. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you to the fans. And thank you for using your blinkers, being well to yourselves and others. Playmakers, bye. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.